Thank you. Can somebody give the Lord a shout of hallelujah? Now, Pastor, before you go to the, are you familiar with the name Glenn Coulter? Glenn Coulter, no. Glenn Coulter had some of the largest meetings at J.C. Hibbard. <laughs> but uh, maybe before your time, maybe before you were yeah, there. J.C. Hibbard uh, Jr. was the pastor. Yeah, there. no, it was older, older J.C. Yeah, yeah. Power to releasing this word from the Lord to you, uh, uh, my friends from uh, Shawnee. Thank you for being here tonight. Hallelujah! They met me at a church in uh, Okmulgee, I think it was. Yeah, and I preached there. In fact, uh, a large church in Okmulgee, and uh, it was really great. I, I want to go right into the Word of God. It's not okay with you tonight. Hallelujah! So, um, uh, let. Let's go to Luke 21, 24 to 29, then Romans 11, 25, then Genesis chapter 48, verse 14 to 18. We'll read them again, okay, for you tonight. Hallelujah. But uh, we are going PowerPoint tonight. <laughs> Can you imagine coming with a PowerPoint presentation and not showing you the first slide? I mean, I mean uh, well, that's only the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, all right. So, Hallelujah. So, uh, okay, so we're going to go quickly, okay? Read with me. And they shall fall by the, that's prophecy one, right? The Jewish people will fall by the edge of the sword. History attests to that next. Shall be led away captive into, that's prophecy two. 104 nations captured them. Next. Prophecy three. For 2,773 years, Jerusalem was dominated by Gentiles. Next, until the time, prophecy 4, which simply means in the generation that will see the coming of the Lord, the city of Jerusalem will be yanked out of the hand of the enemy and given back to the people of the Lord. That's why uh, uh, the Bible says about, about Elijah, when he comes, there'll be a restoration of all things. Mm. How many of you want to see that kind of restoration in your life today? Would you give him a shout of hallelujah? Now, 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 do you know how many books on the spirit of Elijah there are in literary Christianity? Anybody want to take a guess? Say it again. Somebody said what? 300. Who said 300? Okay. There, there, there are exactly... Zero. You were 300 off. Google it. <laughs> huh? But, but there is one. Guess where it is? On the table. 170 pages long explaining what the spirit of Elijah is. Do you know how many books on the baptism of fire there are? None. Except one. But it's not on the table because it's reordered. You know how many books on the Abrahamic covenant there are in literary Christianity? None. But there is 200 pages long coming out in 
a month if I can get my daughter <laughs> to start moving. I tell you, Jesus, God. My daughter's favorite song is Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay, no, okay, that's prophecy four. Jerusalem will be given back. Say given back. Say it one more time. Do you know that God is a God of the give back and the bring back? Huh? Huh? All right. Prophecy five. There shall be signs in the... I'm going to blow your mind with a sign tonight. You won't believe it. Prophecy six in the... signs That will blow your mind tonight. Next. And in the... Prophecy seven. A story in the Greek. Asteroid. Next. Distressive with... That's prophecy 8. Next. Stop. The what? Prophecy 9. 10. The sea and the waves. Tsunamis and floods. 10 prophecies in two verses. 10. The Quran doesn't have that. The Upanishad doesn't have that. The Sanskrit doesn't have that. The Bhagavad Gita doesn't have that. Nostradamus didn't have that. But the word of God does. I wish I had somebody to shout the word of God. The word of God. Ha! Now listen. Let me tell you. Sister Anne. So, I have wanted this shirt for two months. And my wife did not let me buy it. But I needed a shirt tonight. She had no choice. Thank you, Pastor. So, 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 so I will tell you, you are living in prophetic times. Do you have a sense of that? That you are living in prophetic times. Would you say amen? Let me show you how prophetic. There's an 11th sign. Let me show you how prophetic. You see, what the witness church needs to know is that prophecy isn't coming. Prophet, prophecy is here. And your time isn't coming. Your time is But you got to step out from where you are to get to what God is doing because God is not your bellboy. You don't live like hell and talk like hell and not expect to go to hell. What up with that? <laughs> now, can I show you the 11th? See, I want to declare prophetically over your life that you are walking in prophetic times. Amen. What you take out of it is up to you. Right. You are either prophetic or pathetic. <laughs> I was in a large church and the preacher wanted to give me a great introduction. This is what he said. I want to introduce to you in this country one of the most pathetic preachers. <laughs> he meant to say, but the soccer couldn't talk English. He... Look at the 11th prophecy. Read it. 
Now, is that where we are in America right now? Now, help me somebody. Is that where we are? I wonder if that is why God put fear not in the Bible 365 times. All right. I'm, I'm going to go quickly, okay? For looking after those things which are coming home, the, uh, the power of Next. They shall see the, read, the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power. How many of you are looking forward to that day? Would you wave your hands and say amen? Huh? Huh? But let me tell you, until that time, it's harvest time. Until that time, you must be engaged. Until that time, we must be harvesters. You are one of two people. You are either a maintainer or a harvester. If you're a harvester, give him a, a, an amen tonight. Hey, I believe it. Verse 28, quickly, please. Read. When these things begin to come to pass, I told you about that this morning. You will never see the end. You see the beginning of the end. Because Father is saying, when the world is shouting end, I will shout beginning. Because you are in the world, but not of the world. What is ending to them is a beginning to you. There's so much revelation there that I, I can't touch it because there are three beginnings. The beginning of the latter glory, the beginning of the latter reign, and the beginning of the key of David. Oh, God. That key of David is huge, bro. All right, read. When these things begin to come to pass, what? Look up, lift up your head for your... Okay, go to... Say times of the Gentiles. Say it one more time. Say times of the Gentiles. So... so the times of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. All right? Come to an end. Jerusalem be given back. Romans eleven twenty five. 25. Thank you. I was going to say any time before the millennium, but you know. <laughs> but, but you came right in time. Read. Read. I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this, lest you should be wise in your own. That blindness in is happened to. Don't worry about him. They're blind for now. But their blindness will be removed when something happens. Look. Until the fullness of the Gentiles. Say fullness of the Gentiles. So the removal of their depends on the. And I'll tell you about that tonight. All right. Okay. I'll tell you about the words. Now watch this very carefully. In the script, how many of you believe that God is a God of timing? Oh, yeah. Huh? Amen. You think God's ever late? No. Are you late? No. Most of the time? All the time. If, you know what? I, I like you even more. If God answered your prayer every time you asked him to in your timing, where would you be? You'd be in crazy street. So I want to show you that in relation to an end time move, God put three timing words in eight words. Say that. Say that. Wait, say that. Say that word until is, is very powerful. But we will go back and just, we will read Genesis 
48 in a little while. I won't go there now because I want to show you the fullness of the Gentiles in the Old Testament. But I got to go PowerPoint, man. Okay, so go back to Luke 21, son. Yeah, go back to Luke 21. Oh, sis. Right? It's, it's a woman, right? Okay. 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 I told you this morning, nowadays you have to be careful. Luke 21. All right. Watch the timing words. Say timing words. In relation to... Three timing words in relation to Jerusalem being given back to the Jews. So let's pray. Father, thank you for our pastor and his dear wife and his family. And thank you for the church and the people that came on a Sunday night when they could have been at home looking at Equalizer. <laughs> thank you that they are here. Anoint me to preach, to bless them. Take us to your high place and somebody say amen. amen. All right. The times of the Gentiles, simply put, is the move and the domination and the power of the Gentile world exerted over Jerusalem. Now, I can give you a theological story, a deep theological story. I can tell you the times of the Gentiles is summed up by the image of Daniel, the head of Babylon, gold, the arms, silver, bronze, you write on it, that comes after. Silver, the Medes and the Persians, the bronze, Greece, the legs made of iron. Why two legs? One capital in Rome, one capital in Constantinople, and ten toes made of iron and clay. Now, I can tell you that that metallic image is the times of the Gentiles. Why? Because the uh, uh, empire of Babylon had domination over Israel, the empire of what? Uh, uh, the Medes and the Persians, the Grecians, and the Romans. I can further tell you that the spirit of Babylon is the spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of the Medes and the Persians, spirit of indulgence and lust, the spirit of Greece, the spirit of homosexuality and humanism, the spirit of Rome is vox populei, vox dei, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God when people in church try to say that it's my right, not God's right. The spirit of Rome is when democracy replaces theocracy. Your agenda comes before God's. That is why when I see church people saying, I'll do what I want, when I want, how I want, ain't no preacher can tell me what to do. I get scared because they are operating in the spirit of an empire that is anti-God, anti-Jew, and anti-church. But I am happy that the winner's church, there's another spirit in operation. There's another kingdom in operation. There's a another image oh. see, see that that teaching that I just did I that teaching that I just did I speak five I, I spoke five hours on that it's not on the table yet but it will be okay so the times of the Gentiles the times of the Gentiles is the time that would you all be quiet, please? <laughs> the, 
The times of the Gentiles is a period of time when the enemy dominates God's people. Have you ever felt in your life that sometimes the enemy tried to dominate your mind or your emotions or your heart or your family or your vision or your hope or your dreams or your aspiration and tried to bring into your life confusion and disconcert your life? Have you ever had times like that? I want to prophesy over somebody today. If there's anybody going through that now, it's about to come to an end by the power of the word of God. Can I tell somebody, dreams are going to arise. Visions are going to arise. Power is going to arise. Glory is going to arise. Hell is going to be Could you go back to Luke 21? Watch. The times of the Gentiles simply mean that Jerusalem will be dominated and controlled. Now, I can't go into detail. I did that this morning. That happened for 2,773 years. But I told you this morning on June the 5th, 1967, that came to an end. It is called the Six-Day War. Jerusalem was yanked out of the hand of the enemy and given back to the people of the Lord. Which means the spirit of Elijah is in operation pre-rapture, bringing restoration. Which means that right now you can look forward to something that the enemy has taken from you being given back by the power of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I wish I had somebody that would say, devil, you have it. You controlled it, but it's coming back to me in the name of Jesus because it's covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's under covenant and what's under covenant has to be Boy, this shirt must be anointed. <laughs> I'm feeling good. All right. Let me, let me give you an, another point. It does not mean that the enemy will not attack. It means the attack will not dominate you. The times of the Gentiles being fulfilled is when God tells the enemies. And you know Israel has 22 enemies around her. 22. Some of them saying you have no right to exist. Not that you have no right to land or not that you have no right to prosper. You have no right to exist because you are a wart on the world's body. Who these Johnny-come-latelys think they are? Pharaoh tried it, he got drowned. Jezebel tried it, she became dog meat. Nebuchadnezzar tried it, he had grass for seven years. That's where marijuana came from. Huh? Jerusalem, my joy. Jerusalem, my holy. Jerusalem, God's earthly capital. I will give it back. And that happened on June the 5th. Now, that's not the issue. God attached three timing words to Jerusalem being given back. Now, I want to declare to you that your gift, your anointing, your peace, your power, and your joy, your family, your business, your money, your resource will no longer be Can I say it one more time? 
Have you ever felt trampled in some way by the enemy? Those days have come to an end. You see, i got to tell you, there's a prophetic moment in the generation that will see the coming of the Lord when the elect is loosed by the power of God into a dimension that is even greater than Pentecost. You want me to prove that to you? Come to the table. Can't talk, can't talk about everything. Okay, would you agree with me? What is your name? I heard you the first time, ma'am. <laughs> and your name, sir? David. Uh, are you connected? Yes. You're married. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Hilda and, 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 and David, I want to tell you, anything the enemy has touched is going to be released by the power of God tonight. I want to tell you what the enemy has touched and you know he tried to touch some stuff tonight is released by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now. Now. Okay, so, so watch this. In the release of Jerusalem, three timing words were mentioned to confirm the move of God prophetically. So, I declare to you that if he has the power to release Jerusalem built on a covenant, Abrahamic covenant, that is built on the blood of bulls and goats, and you have precious blood, better than the blood of bulls and goats, that right now, there is greater reason to believe that right now, God is going to release something to you. Don't leave the devil alone. Butter the heck out of him. Let, let the enemy know you've had it, but it's released by the power of the Lord in my life right now. How many of you are ready to receive a touch of God like that, of, of restoration? I see greater anointings. I see greater gifts. I see greater visions. I see greater dreams. I see greater breakthrough. Uh, I, I see greater break-ins, breakthroughs, and breakouts. Huh? I see something here tonight. I see a flood that's here. It's not coming, it's here. I see a flood that's coming. It's devastation to the world, but it's transportation to the church because it's the flood that floats the boat. I see a flood coming. It, in the world, they are going to be devastated. In the church, they are going to be transported. Okay, I want to get to the words, okay? But before I get to the words, PowerPoint. never happened to me before. I'm getting up here and preaching and preaching. I forget the PowerPoint. Holy God. That's the times of the Gentiles. Dr. Sherlock Bally, that's me. I, I, I do have two, two doctor's degrees, two PhD degrees, and that's all right. You know, I've studied a lot in my life, and uh, you do know what PhD is, post hole digger. <laughs> Next. 
All right, wait, go back, go back. Say that. How many of you are happy that God has it timed? Not Russia. Not Putin. How do you like to have a name like Putin? It's actually really correct. How many of you are happy that God has it timed in your life? Put your baby hands and say hallelujah. How many of you are happy the devil doesn't have the first say, he doesn't have the in-between say, and he doesn't have the last say, because he, God is the author. And the... Okay, okay, next. All right, now, Jerusalem, armed forces striking hard on two fronts. On the third day of the Arab-Israeli fall, Jerusalem is given back. Next. We have returned to Jerusalem, and we will never part with her again. When God begins the work of restoration of what the enemy has stolen, he puts it in a spiritual place where the enemy will never have it again. See, I wish I had somebody to know that when God gives it back prophetically, the enemy has no power to take it away. Can somebody give him a shout of hallelujah? I, I, I have some anointings in me. Hell can't touch it. I have some power in me, and hell can't touch it. I have some passion in me, and hell can't touch it. That should make a Methodist move. If that don't like your fire, your wood's wet. <laughs> Next. It's an iconic photo that speaks volumes. You see the man in the middle? You see the sign on the top? Al-Burak. The Wailing Wall. See, the Wailing Wall is not a part of the temple. It's the only existing wall of the outer part of Herod's temple. To them, it's holy. It was held by the enemy. But it was given back. Next. See that fellow here? With the patch? Who is that? Moshe Dayan. He was the general that came back and took Jerusalem. And he said, we are here and no, ma no man will ever take us again. Yeah. Folks, listen. Let tonight be the night where, where the enemy knows that you are no longer going to put up with the domination of his force over your life, over your mind, over your family, over your children, over your money, over your business. Or, because, have you ever wondered why it is? Look, I have made a lifetime study of prophecy. 8,352 verses in, in the Bible are prophetic. I've studied every one of them. Since Israel became a nation, 65 prophecies have begun to come to pass, which means more prophecy has come to pass in the last 75 years than in the last 2,000. I can give you all of them. But this one, you have to remember, we will take back our holy stuff. And devil, you ain't never getting it back again. 
Now, how many of you have had some holy stuff captured by the enemy or some holy stuff touched by the enemy? Will you take your right hand and just wave it at me? I want you to hear me. If God can do it for them, God must do it for you because your blood is better blood. Your covenant is a better covenant. Can I show you something? All right. You have a right to believe. Shout that. Watch this. Hilda, come here. Uh, Ma'am, come here, would you? So would you face the crowd, Hilda, like like you are now? Uh, No gestures, just stand there. Okay, come. Come, Watch, watch, watch. You stand over here. So watch, watch this. No. (laughs) There are two scriptures in the Bible. One in the Old Testament. Don't look at me like that. I'm not calling you old. It's the Old Testament. And one in the New Testament. Exodus 19, 5 and 6, 1 Peter 2, 9. That speaks of two different people. Same verse, almost identical. So it's a theologian's nightmare. Let me show you something. Shout right to believe. You said that like you didn't have your Wheaties this morning. How many of you know that you have a covenantal prophetic right to believe? Let me prove it to you. In the, all right. In the book of Exodus, I was going to say in the Old Testament, but after that look, I decided not to say it. In the the book of Exodus, Israel is called a holy nation. In the New Testament, you are called a holy nation. She is called a royal priesthood. Israel, you are called a royal priesthood. Israel is called a peculiar treasure. You are called a peculiar treasure. Israel is called the elect of God. You are called the elect of God. Israel is called the wife of Jehovah. You are called the bride of Christ. Shekababa. Israel builds a temple. You are the temple. Israel is given a covenant. You are given a covenant. Israel is given a law. You are given a law. Israel law is given on Mount Sinai. Your law is given on Mount Zion. When the Holy Ghost came, the descent of the Holy Ghost on Pentecost and the giving of the law in the Old Testament was the exact same day in the Jewish calendar. Except this was a physical law. This was a spiritual law. This law was written with the finger of God. This law was written with the spirit of God. This law was written on tables of stone. This law was written on the tables of your heart. Somebody shout, I have a right to believe. Shout, I have a right to believe. Shout, I have a right. I have a right. I have a right. I have a right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This law, uh, there was thunder and lightning. This law, there was fire and wind. This law, when it was given, 3,000 people died. This law, when it was given, 3,000 people were saved. Somebody shout, I have a right. Oh, say it one more time. I got a right. Next, pictures of dancing 
because the holy stuff came back. Next. Go back. All right. Now, I... <laughs> Can I give you the three timing words? What are they? Until the times fulfilled. That's good. Close enough. Fulfilled. Okay? Can I give you the meanings? Okay. The Greek word for times, until, we, let's go to until first, is the word akrise. A-K-H-R-E-C-E. Pronounced akrise. Would you like to know what that means? It means a terminus of time. Now, you may not be familiar with the word terminus as much as you are familiar with the word terminal. Now, what happens at a bus terminal? Wait, wait, no, wait, now, wait. Ah. Say that again? All right. Something comes to an end. And what happens? People get on and get off. So something ends. And something begins. And usually it's always quick. So what God was saying is that prophetically something will come to an end. And rapidly something else is going to begin. Can I declare to you that yapping hounds of hell that have come out of your yesteryear that have been gnawing at your heels I want to declare to you that almighty God is about to bring to an end a mental pattern almighty God is about to bring to an end some emotional dysfunction almighty God is about to bring to an end a journey that you have been on and rapidly something new a new dimension a new power a new glory is about to all right watch this let me prove it when Jordan Egypt and Syria were defeated in the six-day war that part of the enemy's attack on Israel stopped Have they ever been able to come back and take Jerusalem? So what God is saying, in, when I stop it, it ain't coming back. How many of you ever got some, a deliverance from something Sunday and Monday it came back? It happens sometimes in all our lives. But may I declare to you that something is about to end now and rapidly something else because from that day 1967 Jerusalem began to rise and the world was in demise I can show you in 1967 what happened it marked the height of the purchasing power of the American dollar every year after that the money lost value I can tell you in 1967 the Swiss mark and the German franc the Swiss franc and the German mark 
rose up against the American dollar. I can tell you, uh, after 1967, we had oil embargoes. I can go on and on and on and tell you what happened to the world. But then Israel began to rise. Until today, Jerusalem per capita is the number one building block in the world. Wow. Let me tell you what I did. When I go to Israel, you get, you get to do things you do on no other trip. You go into the Knesset, the parliament, without showing a passport, because I work with members of the Israeli parliament around the world. I travel with them and speak with them around the world. I've done that how many times, babe? She ain't talking to me. She's talking to her daughter. I mean, who, who am I? <laughs> who, who, who am I? <laughs> Baby? <laughs> Baby, how many times have I traveled with the members of the parliament? For eight, ten years, we traveled together. So when I go to Israel, the government opens up. Because we build those things I showed you this morning in the army bases all over Israel, the army opens up. But the army is shut to everybody else. So what I'm trying to tell you tonight, thus saith the Lord, something is about to end and a brand new beginning of spiritual glory is about to happen in your life right here and right now tonight. How many of you are ready for a dynamic beginning? Would you wave your hands and say hallelujah to the Lord? Can I? Can I declare, can I declare from the word of God, not from Sherlock, but from the word of God, thus saith the Lord, hell's power is about to come to an end and heaven's glory is about to open up in supernatural power in your life. So during COVID, I'm an evangelist. I was locked down for 14 weeks. No meeting. Zero. Zero. Got up one morning, like I did do every morning. I'm walking to my office, and I hear these words as clear as I'm talking to you. My son... Teach the book of Revelation like I have taught you. I've studied the book of Revelation for 51 years. I've invested scores of thousands of hours, ask her, in studying the book. I have a unique perspective on the book. I've written 14, 14 books. I, I, I'm not stupid. So, uh, you know, I'm walking to my office. God tells me, teach the book like I have taught you. I said, wow, man, I got excited. Now, remember, I'm talking about something coming to an and immediately something. So I sit in my chair in my office, and I'm talking to myself now. No, I'm not answering myself. You can talk, but if you answer, you're loony. You can't answer yourself. You know what that means? He's nuts. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there. I don't have one student yet. Not one. Not one. Not one. I'm saying to myself, Sherlock, wouldn't it be great to offer a diploma? 
but I'm not an accredited college. I am a ministry. Accreditation costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Rach, who called the office the same day? The president of a college in North Carolina. The president of North Carolina College calls my office three hours after I prayed that prayer. I don't know the mama. She calls the office and she tells Rachel, Rachel, tell your father that I have listened to him for how many months? Three months on the internet. I've learned more from him in three months than I've learned in 10 years. That's the president of a college. By the way, not a college you can pay $50 and get your doctorate. This is an accredited college. So I ask Rachel for the telephone number because God told me that something will come to a... But something will... So I asked Rachel for the number. I call her, oh, Dr. Bally, it is so good to hear you. She went on and on. I said, okay, good to talk to you. Then she asked me the question, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm teaching the book of Revelation verse by verse with revelation that you have never heard. 40 hours of teaching with 600 pages of notes. She said, huh? She said, my vice president and I are laughing at each other. I said, why? She said, because in our college, we have a doctoral program based on 75 hours of study and research with a 25,000 word dissertation that qualifies for a doctoral degree. Dr. Bally, if your students, Sherlock, you call me Sherlock, don't call me Bally, okay? I'm just saying because what she called me. But say Sherlock nicely. <laughs> okay? Watch. She said, what we are trying to tell you is that your revelation course qualifies for a doctoral degree from our college. Would you be open to offering a doctoral degree? I said, let me pray about it. Yeah! Then she said, what else have you done? I said, well, I've authored 13 books, then 14 now. I have eight manuals that I've already written on the end time. She said, you have what? I have eight manuals. And I, I named off the 22 prophetic subjects to her off the top of my head because I wrote it. <laughs> I don't have a ghostwriter. I write, in fact, I handwrite. And she has to translate it. And she says, you write in tongues. I need interpretation. <laughs> I do. Because my mind is going faster than my hands can write. So I write like Dr. Bally. <laughs> she said, Brother Bally, there is not a college in America that offers a doctoral degree on eschatology. Eschatology is the study of the last days. She said, would you be interested in offering a, a second doctorate on prophetic studies? I said, let me pray about it. <laughs> so I am praying for a diploma 
she is now offering not one because God spoke to me and said tell my people until means something comes to and then something and by the way all this happened when I was locked down so I have never been so free as when I've been locked up May I declare to this ministry that something in somebody's life is about to come to a and immediately something supernatural, a journey that is sent from heaven, a glorious moment is about to begin. You yapping hound of hell, losing loony, diabolical, dodo, stupid sucker. You thought you'd stop me. You thought I'd get discouraged and crawl in a corner. But look what the Lord has done. Something has come to an end. And the Holy Ghost has opened a new door. The Holy Ghost has opened a new dimension. Can something I don't care what size your church is I'm coming I'm gonna come and preach and don't worry about the offering don't worry about that pastor Annie will take care of that Is it possible? See, see what you got to know, what you got to know is something is about to break out in somebody's life tonight. Something's about to break out in somebody's life tonight. It may have been shut up but tonight it's breaking out because something comes to it and something It is impossible for you in this ministry to flow in that type of anointing that your pastor and his wife have. 
without knowing that you are destined for greater things. Can you imagine a little old Indian from the Caribbean had 127 students in his first class wow. without advertising, pastors, apostles, huh? None. Pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, presidents of colleges, lawyers, all kinds of people. We didn't advertise When I tell you that God can bring something to an yeah. and then I'm living it. And can you imagine that my course will be accepted at ORU? So if you want to take my course and have it transferred. Huh? I'm going to tell you, when you get teaching from me, it ain't like you getting it from any of them teachers on TBN. I guarantee <laughs> All right. I want to go quickly because I have something to show you. I'll only be able to show you maybe a couple things. Can you believe that I've already been preaching for an hour? Go on. Yeah, you sitting there. Smiling at me. Double. I'm preaching here. <laughs> all right, all right. Now we go, we've covered the word until we go to the times. Ah, word, kairos. Pronounced K A I R O S, spelled K A Y. E-R-R-O-S. Kairos. Listen what the word kairos means. One. A fixed time. An appointed time. The right time. The definite time. And the time you've waited for. So, so. Do you know how you can beat a bad thing? Walk in the right time. Come on now, amen. Uh, God is saying that you have been waiting. And now I am about to explode. Because you are walking in the right. Time. Remember when Mary and Martha sent for Jesus because their brother was, no, not dead yet. He was really sick. 
friend of our Lord. You know what he told him? You all go back. I'm coming. And he tarried for. He came on the fourth day. So he comes. He says, oh, oh, remove the stone. Why? Because God will never do the possible. If you can remove the stone, he won't. Do what you can. God will do what you can't. You put the stone, you move it. You put on the attitude, You put on the look. <laughs> Remember, God doesn't just hate pride. He hates a proud look. Pompous Pope and peeping peacock. God hates it. Come to church and think you're better than everybody else? God will put some stuff on you. Chastise your sorry self. But I know there's nobody like that here. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Father, Jesus is standing there. And when they open it, they say, So sometimes God waits for it to stink to show up. Because if you're half dead, a doctor can raise you. If you're three-quarter dead, a doctor can raise you. But if you're four days dead and you... Only God can deal with that. If you're in a stinking situation, it's ripe field for a miraculous move. You know why he waited four days? Because one day is with the Lord as, and a thousand as. So from Adam to Lazarus was 4,000 years or. So he waited four days to fulfill the type that life was about to take over death. I want to declare to somebody today that because you have stepped into the right time and you've waited for it, your miraculous, your miraculous intervention will be explosive. I don't know why church people find that hard to believe. COVID exploded. Omicron exploded. Now they are talking about sub-variants. Things are exploding in the world. Russia exploded. Putin exploded. <laughs> huh? China is exploding. Into Taiwan on the South China Sea. 
Why is it so hard for you to believe that God has greater power to explode in your life and in your heart? I, 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 I wish I had somebody that right now would say, Brother Bally, I am walking in the right time. Now, everything... Brother Bally, everything ain't peaches and cream, but I know, I know in my heart, I'm walking in the right time. I believe it. I, I believe I'm walking in the right time. I declare explosion over your life. All that from one verse. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let me leave that. Let me go to the last word. Fulfill. Now, you know in the scripture, when God puts something in a sequence, the last one is always the most. Yeah. It's like this. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is? Love. Ah, number three. Peter, James, and? Because John's the apostle of love. 30, 60, and 100. 100. And 100 is the most. So if you take 100 and minus it, uh, subtract 40 from it, what do you get? Oh, sorry. Uh, if you take 60 and subtract it from 100, what do you get? And 40 in the Bible is the number of testing. Goliath taunted them for 40 days. Israel doubted for 40 days. She wandered for 40 years. Israel, uh, Jesus fasted for 40 days. So what God is saying, when I get ready to shift you to a hundredfold, testing comes. Number three. The third is always the most. Would you like to hear what the word pleroho means? It is the word pleroho, P-L-A-Y-R-O-O. Pleroho. Watch this. It means to fill up the lack. It means to cause to abound. It means to fill it up. So that nothing will be lacking. Now, God is not going to do that for you and put abundance in your life if things haven't stopped and something hasn't begun. God is not going to do that for you if you're not walking in the right See, the only thing that can stop you in, for, from walking in God's time is your arrogance, your pride, and your attitude. Do not blame the devil for things that you have done. If you study Romans 7, 14 to 22, Paul is talking about his struggle. He doesn't mention devil, people, or demon once. He mentions I 22 times. What's the middle letter of sin? Pride. Lucifer. Well, the big letter in Lucifer. What's the difference between bitter and better? One letter. I. Do not blame the devil for what your attitude has brought on your life. You put the stone, you move it. You put the attitude. Oh, remember this. 
Lucifer was not kicked out of heaven for an act. He was kicked out of heaven for an attitude. Right. Whose house is this? God. Leave your attitude in your house. Oops. <laughs> Brother Bally, don't talk about my attitude like that. I will. The offering's already taken. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really mean that. <laughs> really, I did. <laughs> Pleroo is the last prophetic move of God when he moves among the people. And he causes things to abound. I don't know how many business people we have in the church. But let me tell you what it means for your business. That other people in your same business will be closing down. And you'll be buying their equipment for cents on the dollar. Come on now. Who ever heard of a pastor? Calling people that came to preach for him and giving them a thousand dollars. Well, now I'll be calling. <laughs> I preached. <laughs> who ever heard? Who ever heard of that? You see, it's the prophetic move in the church that God is, God is going to cause it to abound. Guess what? I haven't dealt with all the prophecies in 25, 26, and 27. I haven't touched one of them. But this is where I'm going to end. <laughs> Pastor will have to call me back to finish it. <laughs> To tell you how much I love him, I just messed him. I just messed him. I just met him and her. Tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, I'm having $19,800 of dental work done to my mouth. It's surgery. But I felt so much that I wanted to be here tonight. Can I ask you a question? How many of you feel in your life in the last few weeks something has come to an end and something has begun? A new move, a new joy, a new expectation, a new passion, a new drive. How many of you feel that? Wave your hand. How many of you feel in the last little while that you began to walk in the right time? And you've waited for this and you've prayed for this. And it's the word what? Kairos. How many of you felt in the last little while God's been causing things to abound? Amen. Fill up the lack. Yes. Amen. You know why? You are walking in a prophetic timing from God. There's a lot of prophetic stuff in this chapter that we haven't touched. But I've got to do something tonight. 
there is no uncontested blessing and there is no express train from Egypt to Canaan. It's valley by valley, mountain by mountain, giant by giant. There are times when we all go through times of confrontation. But remember prophetically the meaning of confrontation. Confrontation means when Israel is attacked by Jordan, by Syria, and by Egypt. What God does is God steps in the middle of the attack, turns it around. And what the devil planned for evil, God planned for good. And Israel walks into Jordan and takes East Jerusalem, walks into Egypt and takes the Sinai, walks into Syria and takes the Golan Heights. So actually, the confrontation is only a setup to get you back your stuff. So if you feel that you are in a battle, I want to prophesy to you that Father is about to increase your territory. You know what's happening to um, Winners Church? You are experiencing territorial expansion. So this is what I want to do before I turn to pastor. I hear from the Lord tonight that lives that are open to him will have a flow of a dimension you have never had before. That will lift you territorially in a place of possession. Have you ever heard about the blessings of Abraham? That the blessings of Abraham will come on the Gentiles? You ever heard that? All right, let me tell you what the blessings of Abraham are. Three, possession. God will cause Israel to possess what the enemy has stolen. Protection. What Israel possesses, I protect. And prosperity. What I protect, I prosper. Amen. So you know what God will cause you to do? Walk into the enemy's camp and take back what he took. Amen. What God will do? God will what? Protect what you possess. And then you know what? God will prosper what he protects. Oh, I can live like that. Amen. Do you have trial? Do you have attack? What do you think? <laughs> if you Google my name, you will see that I am listed among the top 10 most wanted men in America. You'll see my name. They've put me on a hit list in the country. And that's been so for how many years? 20 years. Why? Because I preach rapture and I stand with Israel. How dead do I look? <laughs> I mean, take a look at this. Look at them buttons, man. Yeah, my wife didn't want to buy it for me. No, she did. She did. She bought me the black with the white. But watch. What I'm trying to tell you is this is our time what I want to do. Would you stand with me? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I want somebody that would say, Brother Bally, nothing and no one will stop me from walking in God's time. Nothing will stop me from having the enemy's pattern stopped and God's glory beginning. Brother Bally, 
nothing would stop me from my abounding life. Everything else drops right now. I declare that prophetically over your lives. Now that move is already here. I just came to give it a I just came to give it a little. I want somebody to say, Brother Bally, I want that for my life and my family tonight. I want you to come. I want Pastor here with me. Hatiki Bulasa Talaba. Brakitush Katawa Hotalaba. Brebos Kotonobokatala. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. Whew. You know, I told pastor, I said, boy, anybody that comes to this church to preach, they better bring it. <laughs> there is an anointing here. The only way I can explain it is like liquid fire. You can touch it. I feel it. I feel the flow. So I am declaring over your lives that what the enemy planned for evil, God just turned it around. Every week the enemy has tried to steal from your life is given back by the power of God. Now, who is this boy to you? Well, let me tell you about that son. God brought him from a depth... Take him to a height. Release him into... Son, God has his hand on you, boy. Huh? Normally when you tell people God has his hand, the first thing he says, preach. Boy, preaching is 5% of the work. Five. Be an example. Touch somebody. Come to church. Sit under ministry. Be launched by the power of God. You, well, I can stay home and uh, listen to preaching. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can. Why don't you ask the preacher to lay hands on you? How about the corporate anointing and praise? No, you can't do that. You can't. So I want this ministry to know right now. Number one, something has come to an end. And something is beginning. All right. Number two. You are walking in the right. Time. It's a time you have. Ah, say it again. Waiting. It's the right. Time. You deal with the wrong thing by walking in the right. Time. And now, what does God say? The third word? Fulfilled. 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 Wow. What does it mean? He will cause you to. Abound. There will be no lack. See, see, what you have to know is that kind of stuff don't happen when you have a scallywag behind the pulpit. You have to have an anointed man, a pure man, to have that kind of move. You people, I want you to hear me. You're going to go tomorrow to wherever you go. And somebody will get a phone call. 
that something has broken out. Paperwork that has held up some of your breakthrough is going to be opened up again. Amen. Huh? Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you. Wow. I have so much more to say, but there'll be another time sometime. So can I ask you to do something? If you are here and you believe that you are walking in the right time, and the third is that God will fill it up, I want you to do something. I want you to step out of where you are and take about seven or eight steps around. Just step. And just say, I'm walking, I'm walking. in the right time. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm walking in the right time. Tell somebody, I'm dealing with the wrong thing by walking in the right time. So I challenge you, I challenge you to be more and do more. I challenge you. Be a light in your community. Be a light to your neighbor. Be a testimony. If you are convicted about, about if you are convicted about being Christian, be found guilty. I was held hostage at AK-47 gunpoint by 14 fanatical Islamics. They said, you're dead. In eight hours, they looked at me and my team and said, you could leave. We left, and the other 33 were wired to be bombed twice. Four of them went mad. Mad. I was traveling home. You know what I told them? Yo, you can't scare me with heaven. Go ahead, man. But Go I said, ahead, I said it so soft, nobody heard me. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant it. Is it possible that tonight this is God's timing for you? And by just walking in it, you walk into a spiritual world of God's open doors. Amen. Well, look. Look at somebody and say, right time. Right place. Right servant, right, servant. Right, fire. right fire. Amen? Amen. Sit down for a minute. Let me make two announcements and I'll turn to pastor. Two. Sit down for a minute. Okay. Baby, could you bring all that stuff? Let me just tell them, please. Thank you. Thank you, honey. By the way, this is my wife, Renee. Come, come, baby. Come, come, baby. Um, when my wife saw me in Bible college many, many years ago, her first words were, did 
What a lovely pail of milk. By the way, we've been married for 46 years. Yeah. We don't look that old, do we? No. <laughs> what a weak no. <laughs> All right. Also, Israel is number one, the cheapest store on the market. You know why? I go through the $1,000 market. It's a 10-day show. Check the internet. All the other 10-day shows are 45 seats left. Get, get your deposit in tonight. Rachel will take care of that. I think. <laughs> and uh, then you're good to go. Uh, if anybody is interested in my school, let me know and talk to us. And also, uh, yeah, baby. this year is three months of research for you. We almost have cut the price in half for you. With our books, our CDs, and our DVDs. It's going to get right. I think I have four left. Uh, uh, and the price is just really worth it. <laughs> Look, all I can tell you is I have not felt this good preaching. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's give Jesus a great big hand clap. Amen. Praise God. Well, isn't God good? Amen. So glad that you came tonight. I thank God that you're uh, 
uh, that you were willing. You know, the Bible says when you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Amen. 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 Carolyn, you need to come up here and step in. Spirit of God is trying to do something for you today. Amen. Yeah, hey, just lift up your hands and step on into his presence. Woo! <laughs> Glory. Glory. Woo, watch it. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory. Glory. Jasmine, you about to step in. Y'all don't mind if we get some people stepping in, do you? Come on, Jasmine. Woo, step on in. Ho, sepele fridia, maya chana mosa kengelejia, frosa pongolo joya boro sepede. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Shede boro sepona mamra toya. Just lift up your hands and just step in. Right from where you're at, just lift up your hands. Oh, yes. Yeah, from your fingertips down to your, the tips of your toes. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Glory. Glory. Tyler, put your hand on her head. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You know, all of y'all can step in. You, none, of, none of you have to... None of you have to miss out. Any, everybody can receive today, and and because I because I know sometimes we you know we get re, we get reluctant to move, but you know uh, sometimes you just got to be bold about it. You got to be like, well, glory to God, I'm getting mine today, Amen. Amen. And so just like just like uh, Brother Bally preached, today is your day, Amen. You're entering in. It's now. Say now, Amen. It's now, Amen. It's now. It's now. You know, blessed be the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, who is. We know he is to come. We know he was. But you know what? He is. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for coming, Dr. Bally. We appreciate you. Thank God for you. I love this brother. I really, amen. So glad that he came. I really, really enjoyed this. Praise the Lord. So uh, listen, Father, we thank you for all that you've done. Let your hand rest upon each of us as we go. May we go in your presence, Lord, with joy. May we go out with joy and be led forth with peace in the name of Jesus. Uh, continue to bless uh, Dr. Bally as he goes, he and his, and his uh, family. And Lord, I pray that you'll guide the hands of those dentists in the name of Jesus. Lord, may he recuperate um, far more quickly than anyone else. In fact, may there be supernatural happenings as they're working on him. Let that dentist be looking and say, what just happened? And as you work on his behalf. So, Lord, I thank you for all that you've said and done. We bless your name today for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, everybody that believes you shouted amen. amen. Listen, leave these folks here up front that are being ministered to. Just let the Lord do what he's going to do. Pastor John, Sister Bernice, I love you. We'll see you all soon. Amen. But go in his presence before you leave someone. I love someone because you do. We'll see you all next time. Brandy? David, it's good to see you guys. 
Uh, Miguel Alva, it's good to see you today. I would have said hello to Tanya, Tanya, but she she ran. She ran so far away. It was just like a flock of seagulls song. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I saw her stepping in too. Tell her she missed out. Anyway, so uh, I will see you guys Wednesday. This Wednesday, we continue on the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. And then next Sunday, I will be here as well. God bless you guys. I love you. Go in. Oh, and Emma's here. Yes, Emma, so glad to have you. I forgot, almost, I've almost let you go without acknowledging your presence, but so good to have you. Uh, praise the Lord. Emma's Gabe's friend. Praise the Lord. <laughs> all right, y'all. I love you. I'll see you all. Uh, uh, well, tomorrow night, healing room. I'll see some of you at healing room tomorrow, and then I'll see the rest of you Wednesday and the rest of you uh, next Sunday. Uh, outreach is like it should be. I'll see you guys. Go in his presence. I love you.